0: Chasing Eternity, Season 1, Episode (music) 3. Welcome back to Chasing Eternity, where we are finding God's beauty in human, human creativity. Adam, how are you doing this morning?
1: I'm doing pretty well this afternoon, Christopher. It's Uh, not this morning. It's been a long day, man. I can tell. (laughs) You've worked hard. You said you made it in at 8 o'clock this morning. I
0: did. And uh, for preacher time, I guess I don't want to speak for all preachers. For this preacher, that's pretty early.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm very proud of you. And hopefully we'll get this over with in our allotted time so you can go home and take a nap.
0: Absolutely. Well, no, that's not going to happen because we are recording this on Valentine's yes, Day. Yes, we
1: are. So, I don't know. Do you have any plans for tonight? I do. My mother-in-law is coming up, so she's going to hang out with Ashley, Luke, and I. We're going to get something to eat together and enjoy some family time. What about nice. you? Well, it is $5 wing night
0: at the local uh, bar and grill here. It and is. It is. Wing night and Valentine's Day happen to coincide and it just it just seems right. It does. That actually sounds like a wonderful idea. It seems right. Um, and now we have a 13 almost 14 year old daughter who can watch the rest of the kids. <laughs> and so it's just it would be it would be wrong if we didn't. Right. You have to take At advantage. This point.
1: You have to be a good steward of the blessings God That's has right. given you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Somebody preached on that. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not quite sure. Um, but let's get into um, first of all the quote of the week Oh, the quote of the week And we are covering, uh, as you can probably tell by the title of this podcast right now We are covering a musical mm-hmm. today And uh, so I thought I would take my quote from a song And this is, I mean, this is an old song It's The Sound of Silence um, So depending on how old you are uh, You might recognize this as Simon and Garfunkel Right, the original. Of mm-hmm. um, but the band Disturbed came out with their own cover of it just recently. Just recently, which I think is really good. Mm. Um, and there's, I mean, we could do a whole show on on that. Just the 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 change in, uh, well, the, like the words still have meaning today, but the way that they're delivered has changed and what that means for us, but we're, we're not gonna get into that. It's very easy to get sidetracked. Um, I'm gonna read some of these lyrics. Um, it's actually a sizable portion of the song, um, so bear with me here. It says, um, in restless dreams I walked alone narrow streets of cobbled stone. Neath the halo of, of a street lamp I turned my collar to the cold and damp. When my eyes were stabbed by the flash of a neon light, they split the night and and touched the sound of silence. And in the naked light I saw 10,000 people, maybe more, people talking without speaking, people hearing without listening, people writing songs that voices never share, and no one dare disturb the sound of silence. And it goes on, but, I, you know, like, like you said, this song, the, the cover, Disturbs cover of it um, came out, you know, I don't know, maybe a few months ago. Mm. I'm not quite sure, but it's fairly new. Yeah. And I remember hearing it, and uh, one, of the, um, one of the lyrics that really stood out to me um, is in kind of like the last stanza. It says, And the people bowed and prayed to the neon god they made. And that just hit me. It struck me. I was like, whoa. Like, I, you typically think of this song and it's the, hello darkness, my old friend, mm-hmm. right? Right. And, you know, that's what I always knew it as, as this song by Simon and Garfunkel. And then and something about Disturbs cover of it just really spoke to me. And so I, I looked at the lyrics and what is going, what is going on in this song is so deep and so true to what is happening in our society today uh that people talking without speaking mm-hmm. people hearing without listening right it's like the the song to me is is really about ignorance mm-hmm. right of people saying you know i've made up my mind don't confuse me with the facts and in <clears throat> the this current climate in the news of you know Fake news and alternative facts and stuff like that. Whatever side you are on, this is an issue, right?
1: Absolutely, and I think it's really powerful too. Not only in the kind of the watering down of what truth is and valuing that, uh, but also that statement. You know, people writing songs that voices never share, and I feel like there's something in all of us again that wants to share what we have to say that we want our songs to be heard, but in all of the noise, you know, the, the trueness of who we are as individuals is getting lost, and I think for especially young people since that's who I work with, um, you know, having songs that other people recognize and hear and see and notice, uh, it means so much to them just to, to have that, and yet as a culture, I think we have so drowned out uh, what it means to be true to who you are and to speak truth. Um, and I'm hopeful that through this podcast and through some of the things we look at, uh, we'll be able to see truth through some of the things our culture gives us Uh, because, unfortunately, it's very easy for art and for creativity and for human invention to become an idol uh, that we worship, like the song mentions, this idea of bowing down before these gods we've created, and entertainment is a god. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's something that I hope that as we go through this um, maybe you can be challenged by that idea to look in your own lives at what gods you have elevated to these pedestals and not necessarily cast them down as well this is an entirely evil thing because it consumes my time it's something I'm interested in Uh, well you know anything taken too far can become bad but art and creativity in and of itself is not something bad it's it's a beautiful expression of God's uh, creation which is us Um, so how can we find the truth without elevating what we make to something it isn't good quote Chris the song's deep. So is deep so
0: deep so impactful and meaningful uh, we're gonna put it in the show notes um, if you haven't listened to it I'm sure I mean that opening line you know hello darkness my old friend um, sounds it's, just like that I know I know You should have heard me earlier uh, Doing a little karaoke in here He was Um, But we'll put it in the show notes One last thing with it I found this quote by Garfunkel himself Mm. Um, He says The song's meaning is uh, About the inability of people To communicate with each other Particularly uh, Or not particularly internationally But especially emotionally Mm. So what you see around you Are people unable to love each other Yeah I mean the song was written back in the 60s and yet what has changed in the last 50 years really nothing No, We're still dealing with this uh, You know uh, Maybe some of the minor issues have changed But the larger one of people not loving each other hasn't changed at all
1: No, and that challenge of speaking past each other of not really wanting to understand what other people are saying is is huge um, and you would think that today, in a culture where we have the ability to create so much content and push so much information out there, uh, this would be unique to our period of time. But that's not necessarily the case. Yeah, there was another very prolific writer, Chris, who may just be the subject of the musical we're going to look at today. Whoa! Alexander <laughs> Hamilton himself. I was as you were talking.
0: I was like, oh man, um, I didn't mean for this to really uh, have anything to do other than the fact that. It's lyrics, and we're talking about a musical, but there is a lot of themes mm. in there, and some of the stuff that I actually have written down on the piece of paper yes. in front of me um, that we want to discuss. So, uh, Hamilton, the musical, uh, has kind of in the last couple years now, really the last year. We're just into the beginning of 2017 here. 2016 on Broadway was the year of
1: Hamilton. Oh yes,
0: right, and um. I was just introduced to this by my co host, Adam Oldham. And um, so y- you kick it off. W- what do you like or I- explain what this is,
1: Hamilton? So, one of the things that spoke to me about this right from the beginning is music. And we've looked at a couple of art forms so far. We looked at, you know, sports and entertainment, we looked at uh, last week, movie and film and as we think about music and the power that music can have uh, in our everyday life, music for me has always been something that I, I, I've thrived in. Um, I've, I've been in band and chorus my whole life. I've enjoyed singing. I, I love I singing here at church. And I love being part of the church where we value singing. Uh, it's just something very powerful, and I think the reason for that is this very musical. Hamilton speaks. To a period of American history that should be relevant to everyone living in the United States right the beginning of America Uh, and yet amazingly over time Alexander Hamilton was nothing more than the guy on the ten dollar bill that very few people understood Mm -hmm. anything about Um, but in a period of a couple of years and really over the course of the last year the entire American narrative of how we began and this this fight and this quest between you know, being oppressed by the evil British Empire uh, was come to fruition of us defeating them and becoming our own country and building and establishing who we are today. Um, Everyone understands this better now because of this musical medium. Um, Through this we've been able to learn historic facts that have been lost. You were just telling me that you didn't really know much about Aaron Burr and that he as a vice president got into a duel and killed another human being and that's just crazy to think of today somebody doing that and then you went back to being vice president right yeah it's insane to think (laughs) like again that historic fact you know maybe you knew it maybe you didn't but to understand or how Lafayette played into the American Revolution or you know why do we have these various political parties today where did this kind of two sides of things begin Uh, and you can in the musical Hamilton see the beginnings of all of this. Uh, so I really enjoy history in general, but I thought that this musical did an incredible job of conveying a significant amount of information in a very fun and easy way that now anyone who enjoys music, and not just any music, but almost hip hop music, yeah can internalize and enjoy
0: but it's not just hip-hop right there i mean there's some um r&b numbers in there some some ballads Mm -hmm. if you will that that they're very good um but now that you've introduced hamilton there's something we need to talk about we do need to talk about something uh because if you look it up on spotify or i mean it won't take you very long before you get in get into the soundtrack uh you realize that there is some profanity
1: being used there is some profanity
0: um and like you said, uh, the medium that they're primarily using is hip-hop, rap, right? Um, and it kind of comes along with the territory. Um, but we need to discuss that um, because I'm sure there are some people listening that would think, well, if it's got bad language in it, then we're just not going to even touch it. Sure. Um, but I think this is a great opportunity for us to remind everyone uh, everyone listening um, or following this podcast of what we intend to do with with this, what, with Chasing Eternity. And that is looking at, it's not just a, you know, well, we're just going to re- review a bunch of stuff uh, that has good, uh, you know, morally uh, upheld beliefs and everything that we believe is right, because that really doesn't, accomplish anything.
1: If we do that we become guilty of speaking without listening right? I mean we have a world around us that uses language that again we're not necessarily condoning so please don't take that as what we mean but if we shut ourselves off to art to other people to anything that is different or something we don't necessarily agree with we're losing the opportunity to understand and to make connection with something else. Uh, so, when we're saying that there is language here, we're not necessarily condoning it. Uh, we're not telling you to let your you know six-year-old child listen to some of this music, uh, but as mature adults who enjoy music and st- are trying to see the the beauty through some of that noise, uh, we ask that you walk with us through that and understand what we're saying when we say there's language. We don't condone it, but we're also willing to step in here and look at it.
0: Absolutely. And the thing that I really appreciated about the way that they use the language is it's not, it's not like in your face. It's right, not like right. okay, we're gonna listen to the song, and half of it, if you if you censor it, is going to be completely bleeped out. Um, it's not. You know, there might be a word or two in the songs that you know are noted as explicit, um, <clears throat> and so it it's you know, and this kind of <laughs> gets me onto what I wanted to touch on too in this subject of um you know why we're even looking at this um and that's ranking sin right and yeah. we, we like to do that a lot uh, even though when even when we don't think we're doing it right last week we talked about um star wars right mm-hmm. star wars right good wholesome yeah. good wholesome entertainment so and yet when you think about it there's a lot of things in star wars that i don't think any christian would condone right like things like violence i mean the
1: whole thing is violence right <laughs> violence kind of gets a free pass because you know it's like well but well. i mean they're not using bad language anyway <laughs> right there's no drugs or alcohol even yeah. though technically there is there in is star wars
0: there is um and, and i mean let alone princess leia uh in episode six right uh that kind of gets just Glanced over and was like, "Well, you know, that's just a small part of the movie. The rest of the movie, she's clothed. It's fine. Um, But that's ranking sin. Yeah, and that's not what we're about, and not 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 what we should be about. Right, right. right? And then we think about. (laughs) You look at the Bible, right? Uh, One of uh, my favorite uh, critics, his name's Jeffrey Overstreet." um and he talks about a lot of the, kind of the same things um especially in one of the uh the speeches that he gave about how we like to censor even the bible mm. and you think about a lot of the uh especially in the old testament right uh, the, a lot of a lot of the characters that hap- that that live there and and did things you think about if a movie was made about some of these times in the old testament it would be it would be R. It would, I mean, some of the things, you, I mean, you would be hard-pressed to get it rated below NC-17, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, and even in the New Testament, some of the language that's censored, you think about how oh, Paul yeah. talks about the uh, the false teachers to the Galatians. You know, I wish that they would, you know, emasculate themselves. Is uh, like one of the most polite ways of saying, hey, I wish that they would— cut their junk off yeah. essentially, right? Like, yeah. I, it drives me nuts that they're doing this, but that's what—that's how badly I feel about this. But we don't say it like that because that sounds really inappropriate, right? Well, guess what? That's what Paul's Paul Paul <laughs> was being inappropriate there because he was angry and he was frustrated. And so just like today you hear people say stuff like that, biblical characters were human beings too. And you talk about an interesting concept of censorship in the Bible and how we tend to do that. One of the cool things that I love about Hamilton, bringing it back to Hamilton, is that the reason we, I think, as a culture, have forgotten him up until just recently, is because of censorship? And here's what I mean by that: When you listen through the musical, and again, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about what happens in the musical. So, you know, take <laughs> well, a break right now. It happened and, like 200 years ago. I know this is <laughs> like this is happened forever, and you all should have learned this in your history class anyway. So nothing we true. say should be surprising. Well, uh, but amazingly, you have a man, Alexander Hamilton who gets caught up in spoiler an affair and he has an affair yeah, yeah and this affair is very secretive and you know he keeps it under wraps until years later whenever his his not so buddies Aaron Burr and Thomas Jefferson come up to him and say hey we know something about you and it becomes this "Uh oh do I let people know or not moment and Hamilton wanting to take control of his own life whether it made sense to us or not, decided instead of allowing his opponents to manipulate and blackmail, he was just gonna publish outright, hey, everybody, I had an affair, and let me give you the nitty gritty details of what that looked like. In doing so, he essentially destroyed his personal character. He kind of defended and protected, I guess, his ethics, but the moral side of him was like, oh, dude, like, in your own house? Like, while your wife was away with your kids? That's just horrible. Mm-hmm. And I think that because that was so public, our culture at the time wanted to stop talking about Alexander Hamilton because again you think of kind of the very christian background that our country was formed in yes. we don't really want to talk about that even though sex and politics has been part of the game for you know ever yeah. um, we didn't want to talk about it and so there you know his national recognition wasn't the same as some of the other founding fathers and i think some of that has to do with censorship uh, so it's interesting to hear the story and realize hey, yeah, this guy made mistakes, but he was also a human being. Uh, and we have a lot of very meaningful, positive contributions that he made despite being an imperfect man.
0: Yeah, well, I think um, especially being a, a Christian growing up in Nebraska like I was, you know, very, you know, Republican and, you know, this is a, a, a godly country and stuff like that, we tend to romanticize oh, the yeah. founding fathers a lot. Mm. And, you know, like they were, they were these great men, which in some aspects they were. I mean, they were very forward thinking, visionary in their view of this country. But when you look at when you start looking into their actual lives and how they treated each other and some of some of the kind of, uh, you know, dark dealings that they had with each other. It's like, oh, this isn't Christian. Not at all. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: this isn't right. But. Um, so that's That's the play um, It goes kind of covers Both uh, the Revolutionary War uh, well Before It starts before the Revolutionary War. it goes through the war and then it Covers uh, a large portion After the war Of setting up this country uh, Alexander Hamilton Kind of everything that he did for our country, which, again, I'm one of those, you know this, Adam, Mm. um, that uh, didn't pay attention in history class. And so I'm relearning or maybe learning for the first time (laughs) (laughs) a lot of these things. And I was just kind of awestruck at, wow, like we have just this one guy. We have a lot uh, that we owe him in the way that he envisioned this whole thing. Yeah,
1: it's amazing to think how many things today go back to his contributions. Even here in Pennsylvania, it's amazing. Uh, we are in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, and we have a number of historic markers here in town talking about the Whiskey Rebellion. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know, there's a very small, mild reference to it in musical, in the musical about um, taxing whiskey. Whiskey was the first domestic product that the newly established federal government taxed in the United States. And considering we fought a war against Britain about taxes and we didn't like taxes, especially without representation, a lot of people in Western Pennsylvania just said, no, I'm not paying that. And so George Washington had to march with his army out to say, hey, you know, you're definitely gonna pay this. And so it was amazing how, again, right here in our own town, Alexander Hamilton's decision that that would be the first thing to be taxed had an impact even here and you know centuries later and I grew up seeing these signs around town like "Oh, I wonder what the whiskey rebellion was it's Alexander Hamilton he's and everywhere he's everywhere and it's it's impossible to, to understand American history without really understanding him but through the censorship that I think culturally we have put on him very few people know what he was really all about and that's what's so cool about this musical
0: So as is uh, our tradition now, I mean, we're in episode three. We are. It's a
1: tradition. So many traditions and customs. Um, Let's look
0: at what things or aspects of this musical points to eternity. Mm -hmm. Uh, One thing that I thought of is just kind of music in general, Mm -hmm. just that medium uh, that we can use. I mean, I can't think of any... Church, regardless of denomination or belief or creed in the United States or elsewhere, that doesn't use music to some form or fashion in their delivery of truth or uh trying to inspire or encourage and it's i mean it's i mean it's talked about in the bible uh, <laughs> in setting up the the new testament church and how we're supposed to address each other and remind each other of these things singing and making music making melody is definitely one of those and i think one of the great things about music in general is that it helps us remember. Oh yes, it helps us remember uh, because it's you know if something's set to uh, a beat and a melody. Um, you can it's easier to recall that melody and then the lyrics come later. And I remember uh, in uh, just in my uh, marriage counseling, premarital counseling stuff, talking about how. Uh, the difference between guys and girls and you know, left brainedness and right brainedness and how I think I just made up that word. Braindedness. Braindedness. Yes. Um uh <laughs> but uh and how if you can access both sides of your brain in in remembering a certain thing, it will increase the your recall of that memory. And uh, because it's, you're accessing both sides of your brain, you will remember the emotions along with it. Uh, and that, I think that's what music does for us, mm-hmm. right? Yes. It's, it's accessing both uh, the, the right uh, creative side and the left logical side because you have information mixed with music, and that is what Hamilton is. Yeah. They, I mean, if, if this was around when I was in high school taking history, this m- made so much more sense to me at least than reading through a textbook and trying to sift through all of this this stuff and you know getting my mindset in you know you know the what 19th century 18th oh. century around there right <laughs> yes however that works but yeah. i think music is one thing that points us to eternity you know why do we crave this this thing well you look at how uh, even it, throughout the Bible how God speaks to man and then how man responds back to God, there is a uh, there's a melody to it. Mm. There's meter, right? There's meter in a lot of uh, in the especially in the old testament and you look at the Psalms, right? The
1: book of Psalms that's L- what it is. It's music. It's literally a book of songs. Yeah. Yeah. It's music. Well, and those not just any random music. I mean, there were psalms <laughs> written for specific occasions. Yeah. Uh, to remember things. I mean, you think about the power behind David's psalm, um, you know, acknowledging his sin with Bathsheba. Now think about Moses, you know, and Moses' song after the people across the Red Sea, Mm -hmm. kind of a song of remembrance and joy and and celebration. So yeah, music has definitely been a part of godly living, and I think part of it is that remembrance and also that desire to express joy uh, or sorrow, to express emotion at all to God. I thought something that, to me, really spoke out along with it. That, that was the number one thing I was going to say, too. So way to take it from me, Chris. That's what I do. That's what you do. Um, is this idea of Alexander's craving for a legacy. I want to build oh. something that outlives me, is what he says you know, in the musical. You know, and he constantly thinks about you know, the future and wanting something that will outlive him after he goes. And that desire to have something that extends beyond yourself, that is bigger than you are as an individual... I think just screams that, hu- that, that eternal part of us that wants to be a part of this great creation. Mm-hmm. I want something to last. I want to be able to say I contributed to something here that is bigger than just me and it affects than, more than just me. Uh, and we see this pursuit throughout his life, almost this uh, irrational pursuit in the musical, you know, the, the idea that he's nonstop, he's constantly writing like he's running out of time. Uh, he, at one point he wakes His friend slash opponent Aaron Burr up in the middle of the night uh, to ask him if he would be willing to help him defend the Constitution, and Burr is like, "What do you go back to bed? Like, what? Why are you here? (laughs) It's the middle of the night." Um, You look at the Federalist Papers and how it was originally designed to be this document defending the Constitution, spread out between Alexander Hamilton, John Jay, and and James Madison, and each one was going to write five essays, and by the end of it. You know they ended up writing over 80 some essays in this but Hamilton wrote over 50 of them yeah, yeah and the other one you know John Jay tuckered out after a few and James Madison wrote a few more but it was just insane how he had this this drive to contribute and to build something that outlasts him and I think as Christians that eternal part of us that calls out to God to say I know this isn't it and I want to be able to be part of something bigger than just this I want to exist in eternity yeah Is something I really think stands out in this musical
0: something that lasts beyond myself and just thinking about um, even our work with the church right mm, yeah you know like setting up a foundation and realizing that I'm not gonna be here forever um, whether I move on to another church which will never happen never I'm happen, never happen, leaving you. I'm never leaving you Adam
1: we've got your funeral <laughs> spot picked out over
0: here <laughs> under the tree Well, I mean, we don't know the future, but, uh, you know, if I leave this place for another job or leaving it as in dying, I want something that I did here to last. And I look at, uh, not only here, but in a lot of churches, like what a, uh, what good elderships do. And that is casting a vision, right? They want, uh, I might not be able to see this in my lifetime, but I'm going to work at this to get us there someday. Hmm. And I think that that's that speaks to your point as well. Um, we are out of time, but I wanted to um talk about some of uh the uh the reviews or uh, the awards that this musical has won. Um, I guess it was nominated for 16 Tony awards mm-hmm. and it won eleven yeah. insane so I think sixteen nominations was the most of any. Uh, play in history in, in history of the Tonys right. Um, it, it won it, uh, best musical last year. It also won a Pulitzer Prize for drama, mm. which is I didn't know there was a Pulitzer Prize for <laughs> drama, but they got it. Yeah. Um, one critic, uh, Ben Brantley, he writes for the New York Times, wrote. Uh, I am loathe to tell people to mortgage their houses and lease their children to acquire tickets to a hit Broadway show. But Hamilton, directed by Thomas Kale and starring Mr. Miranda, might just be worth it.
1: <laughs> 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 and it's that good. It is that good. And again, why? Why is it that good? Especially here, I mean, it's it's huge around the world, but especially for us, Chris, and I know we're almost out of time, but we as Americans again crave this knowledge of well, what are we I mean America's a big concept it's like this ideal right the land of the free uh, liberty you know we have these ideals these truths we hold self-evident and I think that part of Hamilton that is so appealing to us is that we can understand who we really are as a country and harken back to like wow So this is what this was originally set up to be, and we won the war. We won, and we are a land of of opportunity and freedom for anyone. Yeah. And so I think we want to be part of that, and that's, again, tapping into our eternal desire to be something more than ourselves.
0: Absolutely. And in this past season, uh, coming through the election, um, for once I actually watched a lot of the coverage, uh, which I normally don't, um, but this one... For some reason, <laughs> for some reason, Chris. <laughs> just really intrigued me. I don't know why, um, <clears throat> but I remember one of the the segments that one of the news stations was talking about uh, was about how uh, it, they went back to the beginning as well, right? As I mean, it's kind of customary talking about elections that the uh, the first uh, election really wasn't as important as the second, right? And how coming out of, uh, you know, this very tyrannical empire type government, the fact that when someone else was elected, they handed over the power without uh, a fight, without bloodshed. And I think that's, that's incredible. And even though I choose not to vote, I still can stand back in awe of... The system that is put in place where you know, hundreds of countries around the world, someone is in power until they are taken out of power. Mm-hmm. And yet every four years uh, in our country, we have, we have the opportunity to overthrow the government without a single shot. Yeah, And that is just amazing to me. Oh,
1: And it's amazing because, again, and I know we're running over, but you know what, Chris, this is important. Because of Hamilton. Hamilton, (laughs) it's it's just so amazing to get you patriotic, and it makes you want to get involved and engaged in the process, which is something else I think that's been wonderful. And I think as an outcome of this election, whatever side you find yourselves on, I think there's been a craving, again, to participate and contribute. Um, I think that uh, that's a good thing. Uh, whatever side you fall on, I think it's a positive thing that people want to get out and be involved. And despite the fact that there is no bloodshed, there's definitely fighting, as we have seen. <laughs> and John Adams, as you will learn in the musical, was not necessarily a friend of Hamilton as things went on. Uh, and he went so far as to pass laws to prohibit his opponents from saying and doing things. So people in America have always fought in our politics. That's never been something that has been uh, not part of it. But, like you said, at the end of the day, power is transferred, it is peaceful, and we learn to move on. Uh, so I think that's a wonderful example of, of our sort of Christian roots of, you know, I'm willing to argue, I'm willing to debate, I'm willing to discuss, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to be violent with you, uh, because that's not what God would want.
0: I wish we saw more of that.
1: I wish we did too. And why don't you and I, Chris, try to be part of that solution <laughs> together? And anyone who is listening Uh, Realize that meaningful change can happen in your everyday life. Uh, You may not be like Hamilton and be able to influence the financial system of the United States, uh, but you can make a difference by being a kind, compassionate, loving person who demonstrates the fruit of the Spirit that we see in the Scriptures. And those are the heroes that we don't often give enough credit to, but our culture desperately needs more of.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Talking about debate within the church, Debate is good. It's needed. Uh, but I think so many people equate debating to fighting. Mm. And the difference is at the end of the debate, you can still be friends with your opponent. Yes. Whereas in what we're seeing so often in our country today is, well, you disagree with me, therefore I must hate you. Yeah. And that, that's ridiculous. And yeah. I, I mean, it's near un-American, mm-hmm. right? You look at... Exactly what you mentioned. Hamilton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because of Hamilton, yes. right? You see these guys who at some at points in the musical literally wanted to kill each other. And actually did. And then actually <laughs> did. <laughs> but what was more important was the 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 structure. What their the creation that mm-hmm. they that they made. And I think that is so important to Looking at the church right of like we can disagree and we can discuss things and I can uh, be on a different uh, Stance than you, but at the end of the day if this is going to divide the church I would much rather die Mm. than divide it
1: right because that's not about me It's about that which is bigger than me absolutely absolutely deep stuff Chris. Oh man deep stuff today Hamilton.
0: Well, um, if you want to come join us, we're gonna go to this musical. If you, if you only,
1: you know, <laughs> we're gonna sh- sell our children, as you say, you know, <laughs> yeah, and, and lease them homes. out. Yeah, lease our kids out. Not up.
0: sell them, just lease them out for yeah. a little bit, uh, for some, for some labor. You gotta be fiscally responsible. If you have an opportunity to go see this on Broadway, do it. Um, if, if for some reason your you know, work is giving out free tickets or something, if you have an opportunity to go. Do go. it because it has been sold out for the last year, year and a half. And if you're trying to buy tickets from someone, they're thousands of dollars. So if you have a chance to go uh, for a reasonable price, do it. Um, before we go, let's uh, do a couple shout outs, of course, to our sister podcast, The Trend. Uh, I believe they're also recording a, a new podcast today. So that will be up on Strong Church as well as uh, the Porncast. Uh, we were supposed to record this week, but due to electrical outages here At the building, we were not not able to do it. Uh, So we'll be putting that one up next week. Um, The other shout-out that I want to give, it is Valentine's Day, uh, is to my wife, Alicia. Uh, I can't wait to go eat wings with you. (laughs) Shout-outs for you, Adam?
1: Uh, Yeah, in that same van, I'd like to give a shout-out to my wonderful wife, Ashley. Uh, It's insane to think that two years ago, she and I announced to our Facebook world that we were expecting our little oh, guy Luke. Whoa. Uh, so it's always fun on Facebook to see what happened years ago. Cause it gives you these yeah, memories, yeah. right? Cause we love to remember go figure it goes in with our theme. Uh, so it was wonderful to be able to see some of those pictures again, pop up today and just think of the joy we got to experience together. And, um, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, we both went to Shippensburg, and shout out to Shippensburg for being an awesome school. Whoa. Uh, on their Facebook page today, they had a link saying, Hey, if you met at ship, you know, and you, you and your significant other got married, let us know. And it was fun recounting my story of being a ship grad and a shipmate with my, my wife, Ashley, hey, and, uh, how our love story started there, that relationship we have together. So, uh, shout out to her, shout out to ship, and. Shout out to Hamilton. Uh, I really encourage you to see it if you can. Uh, shout out to the creator, to the writer, the music, the, the cast. Uh, it really is a beautiful thing to see human existence create something that can be so meaningful and impactful. And thank you uh, to all who helped contribute to this remembrance of where we as a culture came from.
0: Absolutely. Well, that's going to do it for us. This has been Chasing Eternity. We will see you next time.